Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. If you're a resident and a registered voter in the city of Los Angeles, you got a mayor to vote for. How about that? That's right. And as you know, the race seems to be between uh, Rick Caruso, the uh, real estate developer, and Karen Bass, the congresswoman. Uh, One candidate who uh, dropped out recently is Joe Buscaino, the uh, L.A. City Councilman, and he was the only one out of the 15 councilmen to be fighting the homeless problem and coming up with uh, actual common sense Solutions for it. So he's but, now endorsed Rick Caruso for mayor. Uh, and so let's get Joe on. Joe, how are you? Good afternoon, guys. Thanks for having me on. It's been a while. Yeah. Well, uh, listen. Uh, I, I think a lot of people want to know. You know, you were you campaigned very hard and uh, valiantly for over a year, and uh, you know, you took a fair amount of shots at Caruso when you were on stage during the debates. And I guess people wonder, okay, what's the process you go through where you decide, you know, what I'm I'm going to endorse Caruso rather than uh, run against him. Well, as you mentioned, I fought fought hard for this. This is an opportunity to change the direction of the city of Los Angeles. And if you recall, you covered this uh, when we launched a campaign on the Venice Beach Boardwalk. I was attacked by the knife-wielding woman from Washington State. And from there, it was uh, it was the campaign that was centered around homelessness and crime, making city of LA a safer place with ending street camping once and for all. Here we are today where um, Rick, who uh, is like-minded, who I've watched on TV, like many of you, um, share my message. It was like he was saying the same things that I was saying. It just wasn't my image on the TV. It wasn't my name on the TV. But at the end of the day, as I said last Thursday when Rick and I met, this is greater than me. And after being on the city council, or oftentimes, as you all reported, where you know the council has not agreed with my balanced policies, it's refreshing to know uh, that that Rick Caruso and I are like-minded, and I have the confidence that LA will will change if he's elected mayor. Um, when you talk about like the campaign, though, you know, I, um, and like the the attacks, it was was attacks. It was more like how do you di- differentiate myself with the other candidate? And clearly, Rick was in my lane. Uh, my dear friend Ned Coletti, one of uh, Dodgers' greatest general managers, taught me that competition and awareness makes us all better. 
And it's at the very least, guys, my, my hope is that my candidacy and what I believe will produce results and Rick's candidacy and, and my candidacy are we're splitting images. And, uh, and this is why I decided to join with Rick and, and win this for the, the sake of the city. All right. Since you have the unique position of not only running for mayor, but also been a city councilman, Oh, and, and the only city councilman trying to do something about the homelessness crisis. And a former police officer. And a, for, and a former police officer. What is going to, what is Caruso? Because I know you've thought of this for yourself too. When you actually become mayor, what can you do about something like homelessness practically when you have nearly the entire city council working against you? Well, this is a unique position of being mayor, and Rick has seen that in, in the, uh, the ability, the, the knowledge that I have, and the experience on addressing homelessness in my district. And he told me that, you know, Joe, I need you. I, I need your, your skill set, your, your, your ability or experience to end street camping like I've done in my district. And, and as mayor, you know, you have the executive powers. We have not seen uh, the use of executive powers in the city of LA, and Rick has that ex- executive experience of of using those executive powers. Say for you know something that he's been saying all along is um, day one, uh, calling for a state of emergency, activating the emergency response center, uh, and, and leading with urgency. You know something I've learned from Rick, and by the way, I've known him. I've grown to love him over the course of these last ten years. Uh, Rick and Tina, Jay, and we just we, we're dear friends. Not the fact that he's Italian, but I'm Italian. Um, that, that it's being able to lead with urgency and be relentless, and, and um, relentless follow through. And he has recognized, like me, that 2,000 souls last year died of drug overdoses in our streets. He has recognized, like me, that people are fleeing this city, and he, like me, want to fix the most pressing problems. We need a leader like Rick Caruso who will get it done and surround himself. And so, because he will put his ego aside, he will surround himself with the best and brightest uh, to lead this city and change directions. God knows we need it. But does, is there enough power invested in the mayor in Los Angeles? Uh, with the bureaucracies that he controls, the police department, to get around all the people who voted against you all the time on the city council. You know, there's 13, 14 of them that routinely said no to everything. He's going to have to work around these people. Because the way you understand how the powers separate between the mayor and the city council, is there enough there that he he could start moving mountains? Well, when Rick Russo wins this, this is going to be a mandate a mandate that's going to be sent to the council chambers that the people of Los Angeles are fed up and you better listen to his guidance and his leadership. Cause when you see the folks in Los Angeles, including my own family, friends who are afraid to walk to the park, or when you see these large dangerous encampments sprawling from corner to corner, the message will be sent to the legislative body in city hall and city council that the people of Los Angeles have spoken. And barring a, a charter change that will change the, you know, you need a change, the charter to make this a strong mayor system. I know you guys have recognized that. And as we need those relationships with the city council, and he has turned to me uh, to help in that in that effort. What do you, what do you think um, Karen Bass's appeal is? 
because at the moment, I haven't seen a poll in a while, but it's neck and neck. And she's clearly from the Mike Bonin, George Gascon <laughs> political corner. Yeah. Considering what's going on, we don't need more Gascon and Bonin here. So what what what's what's the battle against her when you're trying to appeal to uncommitted voters? How do you differentiate? <laughs> I've known you for years now. It's shocked that uh, you believe in anything the LA Times does. Uh, Rick is doing very well. Uh, you think I've he's doing a lot better than that, than that poll? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the LA Times showed me at 1%, which is completely off. Okay. It's a BS poll. You look at the methodology. It was a mass email sent. It was a feel-good poll. It's the... Rick is doing very well. I've I've seen the numbers. He's killing it in all demographics, um, um, and he's got that great appeal. Yes, even as an outsider, guys, I've felt like I'm I've been an outsider for ten years. You've, you've I've been on your show covering. You know when when I want to ban street camping next to schools and that gets sent to committee for further studies. Mm-hmm. Um, so with, with it's like so with, with Karen's race. And I've had front row seat and, and, you know, obviously uh, debating her and and standing on stage with her. She's a great public servant. The question is, who is the best to address and solve our most pressing immediate problems in the city today? And today I stand with Rick Caruso. Um, You know, the the question that I, I was shocked when I was standing on that stage um, we were at USC, and the question by Alex Michelson from Fox 11, you know, out of, out of 10, 10 being the most safest to Karen Bass, how, how, do, what, how do you feel? Do you feel safe in Los Angeles? He said 10 out of 10. Yeah, I, I fell off my 10. chair when I heard that. Yeah, that's that crazy. That was shocking. That was just crazy. Now, again, I respect Karen. I feel that she feels safe because she's been in D.C. for the last 10 years. Oh, okay, and th- this is this. Let's be honest with ourselves, guys. We need a leader who has never left Los Angeles, like myself. We have great immigrant stories. We have the same background of wanting to improve the city. Yes, Rick has been successful. God bless him, and and they're they're targeting him because of his success. But he does not have to do this. Okay. He has been successful businessmen. Him and his family can clearly enjoy their life in retirement. But this is so important for Rick. It's important for me. It's important for our families. It's important for the city to change direction. And um, this is why we've joined forces. All right, Joe, thanks for coming on again. We appreciate it. All right, Joe, thanks a lot. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, it's uh, L.A. City Councilman Joe Buscaino, who dropped out of the mayor's race and is now officially supporting Rick Caruso for mayor. And Rick Caruso is our pick on the uh, John and Ken. uh, And we're still catching up with his planners to get him back on the air. Yeah, sometimes very soon, very soon. Even the El Segundo Times admits that Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti's nomination to ambassador to India is dangling by a thread. A thread. In the United States Senate, this is their reporter, Jennifer Habercorn. Anybody have a pair of scissors? Several Democrats are continuing to express hesitation (laughs) over moving forward with the nomination. (laughs) Hesitation. Boy, they're such such knob slobbers at the time. So technically speaking, if they got all 50 Democrats and Kamala Harris, it would pass, right? It would pass. If there's there's one defection, he loses. He's toast. Yeah. 
because I think now, I mean, a lot of Republicans on that committee voted for him. But I think now they smell blood in the water, and this is a way yes, to that's right. This is way to this is a way to give Biden the finger, yeah, right? finger right in the eye. So I think they'll do it just out of sport. And plus, it, it's it's a creepy story. It's just gross. You don't want to have to answer questions. You voted for him, ew. You know that's the kind of story you hear about it from your wife and your daughter. It's like, what? Well, what are you doing, Dad? Ew. Well, apparently uh, Chuck Schumer, the old New York senator and the majority leader in the Senate did a temperature check back on May 6th and found a number of Democrats still with concerns and hesitation. That's why the nomination, it really becomes a matter of how long do you want to wait, Joe Biden? Do you want to wait until they all come around and you can get the 50 votes plus Kamala Harris? That's the only way this is going to advance because I don't think there's a Republican that's voting for no, Garcetti. No, no. And, and, and the, the Me Too crowd among the Democrats who made a big stink of uh, sexual harassment cases publicly, what, they're suddenly going to uh, excuse this mess? I mean, somebody, there's a New York Senator, Kirsten Gillibrand. Remember, she ran for president for about five minutes. Well, she led the charge to run, uh, what's his name, Al Franken out of office. Remember that? Uh, yes, he, yeah. yes. That's and right. He did so resign. Yes. She's very public about sexual harassment. She's big on me, too. Huh? Yeah, big on me, too. So and she right now she's saying, well, you know, I'm I'm uh, you know, I'm, I'm still uh, studying the issue or some such nonsense euphemism. You know, she's not committing, which is a signal like I, I can't go for this. Not after my reputation is fighting me too sexual harassment cases. Now you want me to endorse Garcetti. What are you, what are you doing here? They want they want Biden to withdraw this. That's what they want or Garcetti to to give up. They don't want to vote on this. They don't want to either way. They don't That's want to probably divide. what's happening, right? Another one is Senator Mark Kelly of Arizona. He's still doing the due diligence on this. Be Senator Maisie Hirono of Hawaii hasn't made up All her right. mind. She's another one. She's a big feminist, women's right, anti-Me Too, you know, anti-Brett Kavanaugh. Then it would look hypocritical to right, vote right. for a guy that covered up all the Me Too stuff. Mark Kelly's in a 50-50 race in Arizona running for re-election. You, know, you, just, you, don't want to, you don't want to be associated with the stuff. You don't want to go against your president when he's a member of the same party. You know, that's part of the protocol. But at the same time, it's like, oh, man, this, this is all sticky and smelly. I can, can you get this out of here. Now, the doozy is uh, Senator Richard Blumenthal of Connecticut, who met with Garcetti and changed his mind. I asked him some pretty tough questions. He gave some convincing answers. I also <laughs> reviewed the entire file, all the evidence. I think the evidence is insufficient to bar him from this very important post that he's qualified to do. So there's a fan. Well, there's there's always somebody that gullible, you know, or maybe he has a close personal relationship with Garcetti. Who knows? So now there's another, the other Connecticut senator is Chris Murphy. He's trying to, I guess, arrange meetings with lawmakers. I don't know if it's Garcetti meeting them, but he can't get anybody to, well, you know, the last few weeks have been difficult to get meetings and calls scheduled. <laughs> They're saying, beat it. <laughs> He's getting a dial tone. <laughs> yeah. It's like, nobody's, nobody's answering my call. Hello? <laughs> you want to yeah, talk that, about Gar who's Garcetti? No. <laughs> See, that's the sign, okay? There, there, there's, only, there's only 50 senators, right? 50 Democrats. Right. You know, he, he knows and he sees them all every day. Hey, do you got an hour for Garcetti maybe on Thursday? Hello? Hello? No. <laughs> because, and I wouldn't be surprised if this is the attitude Schumer's taking. There's got to be somebody else for the post. Either it's not that important or if it is important, there's got to be other people you can pick, Joe Biden. Just give us somebody else. There were 90 vacancies among the Why ambassadors. Why deal with this headache?
And, and this is the only one that you see in the news. There's 89 other people that have been nominated or 89 vacancies that need a nomination. And all you hear Are about they ambassadors is ambassadors or it's ambassadors. Yeah, we, we're, we're missing a lot of ambassadors. I mean, <laughs> that's just as important it is. Well, Trump didn't fill a lot of positions because he thinks every government position is a lot of hooey. Exactly. So he left. That's why he had all acting directors and acting secretaries. Right. You know, and then, which I think can only last about a year. And then you have to get uh, approved by the Senate. And so he would just let those guys go and put in another acting secretary or acting director. Yeah, exactly. So uh, it's hard to make a prediction here, but the way this is just floating around. And I, I guess the point you just made is. Nobody's in a hurry with the other nominations either. So Garcetti's not done yet. But no. there could come a day where the Biden people just say, let's put another name in. All right, let's let's try somebody else. Yeah, you, you would think India, first of all, has nuclear weapons. Secondly, is one of Russia's allies right now. Russia is selling them a lot of cut rate oil. And right. so India is not uh, getting in the way of that Ukrainian invasion. So, yeah, there, we probably should have some influence on India to make... I mean, they're, you know, a billion, what are they, a billion two in population? Yeah. They're it's a billion two. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and they got nukes, and they're cozying up with Russia. It's like, yeah, maybe we should have somebody uh, over there. All right, when we come back, well, we got to talk about this. The news dropped on Friday, but it's unbelievable. The California state surplus is nearly $100 billion. I got news for you, and I'm watching this. It ain't going to last. And we ain't going to see anything like this this year. More coming up. Did you see the New York Post story about... Uh, I'm reading it right now. I was just going to bring it up. We finally have some relatives of the Buffalo, New York supermarket shooter who are willing to speak. And the New York Post has spoken exclusively to a couple uh, in New York. One of them is a cousin of the mother of the shooter. The shooter is 18-year-old Peyton Gendron. And uh, his uh, mother is Pamela. Her cousin, Sandra Komaroff, age 68, spoke to the Post, said, I have no idea how he could have gotten caught up in all this. I blame it on COVID. There you go. He and was very paranoid about getting COVID. Extremely paranoid to the point that his friends were saying he would wear the hazmat suit to school. He did do that. He wore the complete hazmat suit from... Uh, and then he got COVID just a few weeks ago. He went to family functions with a respirator mask on. He totally wasn't going to get COVID, but then he got COVID. I like this quote. They were vaxxed to the max about the family. I don't know if this was a bad case. I just know he caught it. Well, uh, her and she thinks that all the isolation led him to become paranoid and started looking at things online that pushed him into his paranoid phase and... This could have sent him over the edge. And her husband, Dave, says COVID could have affected what they call the lizard brain. Yeah, that one was a good one. The part of the brain that controls aggression. I can't say it's impossible, but maybe that would happen one out of so many millions of times. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not only the fear of COVID that uh, drove him uh, into isolation, but it was actual COVID attacking his lizard brain. <laughs> well... <laughs> uh, the woman says, this is the only way to say it. And then you're home all day on the Internet. You're missing out on human contact. There's a lot of emotions, a lot of body language you're not getting when you see their face. Yeah, but 
What about his parents? He was probably in the house there with them, right? Uh, unless he separated himself from everybody because he was paranoid about COVID and nobody saw what he was up to. I don't know. Teenage, teenage guy walled off in his room. It's classic. He did admit in his uh, manifesto that he has he got extremely bored during the early days of the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's go uh, yeah, back. Yeah, the, the, the Komarovs deny any knowing anything about his racist leanings. Uh, Dave said, Dave's the husband. I don't know where he went online, the dark web or whatever, but he got into some really nasty stuff. He's smart enough to get into dangerous stuff online, which maybe the average person wouldn't know how to get into. I'm trying to figure it out myself. And then he they he said, did the parents do anything? The parents are well to do. Did they put them in some kind of therapy? When they get the civil lawsuit, that's what's going to come out. Someone's going to ask, what did you do last year after this incident? They're going to ask the parents, what did you do? How did you, how'd you help this kid? They're college educated. They're intelligent. They're engineers. They're not hill people. <laughs> They're not hill people. Wow. Well, we know the uh, northern tier and southern tier of New York. Yeah, there's some hill people. There's some hill people. There's some hill people with college degrees, too. There. I guess, yeah. yeah. There should have been light bulbs going off, said Sandra. The kids should have been in some kind of empathy training. Oh, yeah, empathy training. That'll stop it. That teaches but, that these are human beings, huh? Yeah, because he, he put on some form that his career goal was murder-suicide. So the school is really spooked by this. They send him to the cops. The cops interview him. They're really spooked. So they send him to a psychiatric uh, clinic. But the psychiatric people aren't spooked. And they send him back home saying everything's fine. Ah. <laughs> this couple's chatty. Sandra said, it's a good family, a very good family. It's unconscionable to me what happened. They're very average people, God-fearing. I don't understand the racist thing because my family's the furthest thing from racist. I've never heard a racist comment from him, from his parents, it's almost like he just snapped. Something in him broke. The whole family's in shock. And the husband, Dave, said, you probably have a checkbox of what you would consider normal. I would think that this family checks all those boxes. I'm trying to figure out the dysfunction. I just can't. We were at his graduation. He's an 18-year-old kid. I said, congratulations. Thank you. What do you intend to do? He said, be an engineer like my mom and dad. No, he didn't. Wait give a minute, the... what about that note he wrote about murder and suicide? I was going to say, he didn't give the murder-suicide answer. It was only a year ago. <laughs> I don't see how this happened, but apparently this has been germinating for a long time. Yeah. Everybody deals, and understandably, you only deal with the superficial. You only deal with the chit-chat conversations that you have. Uh, they didn't know the hours and hours. and hours. I mean, how long did it take him to write a 180-page manifesto in his room? Uh, on his computer, yeah. right? See, nobody was there to see that uh, side of uh, Peyton. Exactly. So they're all reacting to the kid at the graduation ceremony who says, thank you, I'm going to be an engineer. I... <laughs> but first, I'm going to shoot up the supermarket. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to find the story. The Daily Beast had a story that he was in some online chat rooms, something called Discord. Have you heard of that? Yeah. I think it's a message app. Yeah. Uh, That's where he was well, uh, in the last few months really talking specifically about his plan. But I don't know who sees that. I other other lunatics. Discord is a place well, well, where— Well, they're not going to turn him in. No, no. No, in fact, I, I, I read one of the early stories about this where how these message apps or these bulletin board sites, they egg each other on. Oh, yeah, they're looking for chaos and mayhem. Two of the shooters he was inspired by that he mentioned in the manifesto was Dylan Roof, who shot oh, up a yeah, black church, church, I think, in one of the Carolinas. Yes, and then you had the Australian uh, shooter, right? Right, in Christchurch, 
New Zealand, I think. Oh, New Zealand. New right, Zealand. Right. All right. And so, and, and and he went to a mosque. Was it? Uh, I think so. Yeah. And so the reporter was was looking at a lot of the posts from maybe this guy and other guys like him. And there's a lot of these guys. Okay, there's hundreds, there's thousands. They're all online. And they admire those who pulled off these mass shootings the way we used to admire ballplayers when we were kids and collect baseball cards, right? Right. Except, you know, they go online now and they download all the statistics (laughs) – not not batting averages and RBIs and home runs, but statistics of how many wounded, how many dead, how many bullets. Right. Not, not what kind of bat they use, but what kind of AR-15 model did they use. It's, it's almost the same thing as having sports heroes, except these people slaughter human beings. It's really, really weird. Yeah, some of this stuff, the Daily Beast looked at his file in Discord and... Um... He shared racist posts about black people accompanied by a photo of what he described as his college cafeteria. He, in the days before the attack, he used Discord to share pictures of himself inside and outside of Blue Ford Taurus. Among those pictures are a selfie and multiple pictures of rifles decorated with racist slurs mm-hmm. and references to previous mass killers. See, all- the, uh, the live stream, which got cut after a couple minutes, shows him driving the Ford with an interior that appears to match that of the Taurus. Yeah, this is this is modern day Internet fueled mass slaughter, you know, only in 2022. And he even uh, televised it online to uh, some of his fellow. Uh, oh, yeah. In early December, he, he announced plans to commit a mass shooting in March in tribute to the white supremacist massacre at mosques in Christchurch, New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was off by a couple of months, and he didn't go to a church. Instead, he went to a grocery store. Yeah. I've been planning the attack for what seems like years now. Every day mm-hmm. that goes by, it feels like a joke and more real. Right. But but the psychiatric center said he's fine. Uh, oh, oh, how could you miss that badly? Oh, all right. I'm going to read this when we come back. He posted about the uh, the mental wellness check from a year ago. Oh, yeah? Oh, we did? Yeah. All right. Well, I'll read that next. Okay. Some good stuff here. All right. Coming up after 4 o'clock, we'll be joined by KFI's Corbin Carson to update us on the shooting at the church in Laguna Woods by the Chinese man who was angry with the Taiwanese people. That will come up after 4 o'clock. That's what we learned this afternoon at a news conference. Uh, we've been talking about the Buffalo mass shooter, the 18-year-old who apparently was very paranoid about COVID. That's why he wore a hazmat suit to school. Although his aunt says he eventually did get infected with COVID. His aunt and uncle are speaking and think that it may have affected his brain. The isolation made him paranoid. They didn't know him as racist. The other story that popped up, uh, the Daily Beast has taken a look at what appears to be his ramblings on a messaging app called Discord. I don't know it myself, but um, he... You're not a mass killer. I, I, is that where mass killers go to Discord? Uh, messaging yeah, the, app? I don't, look at the name, Discord. That's Discord. not a happy crowd. It does sound like. So he wrote this. I spent 20 hours in a hospital emergency room on 5-28-21. This was because I answered murder-suicide to the question, what do you want to do when you retire? It was an online assignment in my economics class. He apparently was using the name Jimbo Boy with three eyes on the end. Uh, Jimbo Boy, which he also used to live stream the attack. That's why it's a pretty good guess this is him. The New York Times reported that 
Gendron made a similar threat around the end of the school year and was taken in for an evaluation by state police about a week after his self-described emergency room visit. While at the hospital, he continued, I was thinking of a personal attack against the replacers at this point. And if you don't know by now, that's a reference he got from some of his online learning to the replacement theory that, uh, you know, all the immigrants are going to replace all the white people. And that's the government plan. He got, he got him pretty worked up. That's right. the plan of the elites. But am I reading that right? So it says here his self-described emergency room visit. That's when he was sent to the mental uh, health center for the psychiatric evaluation. No, it looks like this is two different things. Um, because it says because he made a similar threat around the end of the school year. And that was in June, we understand he was taken in for an evaluation. So... This may have been a separate uh, incident that occurred. Well, maybe he was taken twice because his first line is, I spent 20 hours in a hospital's emergency room on May 28th because I answered murder-suicide on the question. Right, and then they're saying he, he made the same threat at the end of the school year, which is a month uh -huh. later in June. Okay, but either way, he's going in for a psych evaluation, and while he's sitting in the hospital, he's fantasizing about where he's going to be killing people. But the psychiatric professionals didn't pick up on any of this. But this is what he, how he's passing the time in his head, trying to decide, where am I going to go shoot? Right. <laughs> While at the hospital, he continued, he was thinking of a personal attack against the replacers. I watched the Christchurch mass shooting a few weeks previously, and I began reading up on the shooter's motives and beliefs. Uh, he was a student at uh, the State University of New York, Broome in New York's southern tier at the time of many his writings. See, he did go on to college, John. There you go. Yeah. He, he was not a health person. So he was trying to figure out, boy, this is really grim. Uh, too many white people where he was, so he was trying to find a better location for mass murder. And he was looking up, I guess, census data. Northern Rochester, Mount Vernon, Hempstead. Right. And he was honing in on Rochester. He had a map. Uh, of the city and suburbs, and he highlighted bl predominantly black areas in red. And then he thought about a supermarket like uh, a Rochester Walmart or a Wegmans. Right. Um, I need to check the Walmart on Monday evening so I can get an idea of the races that enter. Wow, this guy's really creepy. He also suggested targeting black children or black churchgoers. A church would be interesting for a large amount of people in one place, but I don't know. I get a bad feeling about it doing it at church. I would try, like a, try to attack a black elementary school, but I'm not sure how I'd get in. Maybe a synagogue he, would be a desirable place. He apparently considered suicide, but then thought he was too far along with this and it was too late to turn back. He was going to do the mass shooting. Right. And if you remember, one of the details they revealed, he put the gun to his head when the cops surrounded him in the supermarket. So it seemed like for a moment... He was going to do himself in, but then he just gave himself up like the chicken that he is, the piece of crap. There's a photo he posted of him sitting in his class wearing the hazmat suit, complete with a face mask. And Oh, yeah. Look uh, at that picture. Yeah. It looks it looks like a helmet. Uh, that didn't result in a psych evaluation. No, this is what I'm saying. That kid comes into my classroom. I'd want him evaluated his mental health. Right. But it, it's it's the same school year that he announces his murder suicide intentions. I mean, yeah. What, and and the psych and the mental health professionals uh, couldn't pick up on it. He's sitting in front of them, fantasizing about where he's going to do the shooting, 
That's what's going on in his head as he's staring at the mental health professionals. But they didn't pick up the crazy. Wow. And yeah. it looks like he may have had two mental health visits, one in May yeah. and one in June, yeah. over the same thing. When I retire, I want to do murder-suicide. Yeah, right. We must fight these racist attacks. Well, he's sitting in the mental health hospital. Yeah, what are you going to do? to take these people away. All you, ha- you know what? You should have gone to his computer, and that, that should be mandatory. Get on his computer and, and find out his internet history. When you see he's on Discord, get, you better get that username and password. And start reading his uh, his thoughts. It's not that hard. They could have figured this out in about an hour. Right. Again, what's the name of the mental health evaluators, right? Who are they? Nice work. All right, the Laguna Woods church shooting. We now know the name of the shooter. We now know why he wanted to shoot people, because they were Taiwanese and he's Chinese, but... Why he came all the way from Vegas, well, you know, he could have done the same thing the Buffalo shooter did. He scouted out where he could find what he... I, yeah, he might have He might have uh, found a listing for that uh, Taiwanese church service. Church, that that's when they have it. Uh, we'll be talking to Corbin Carson next. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 